This is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Hey everybody, it's Dale Jr. Back again for another episode of the Dale Jr. Download. With me as always, my co-host, hey, Mike Davis. Hey. Our good friend, Matthew Dillner. Who we haven't seen in a while because we've been gone. And uh, Dillner, it's good to see you again. Good to see you, Matthew. We got a lot on the show. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm ready to go. What we got, Mike? I mean, we got uh, you know the 70 days of Indy that we were at. We got <laughs> Turn 3 Dale. We got Pace Car Dale. We got a lot to talk about. All right, let's get to it. Start the show. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. A co-host with the most perfect set of chompers known east of the Mississippi. Mike David. And your host, a guy who likes his race cars fast and his liver mush crispy. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Dale Jr. Download. And showtime. showtime. <laughs> man, that was great. Dude. That's how you get into the show, man. I know. We have a tone. That's a good introduction. So <laughs> we had a, uh, a, gr- a great weekend, a lot of rain. Didn't see a lot of track activity. Let's cover that. We you know, went to Indy for the Brickyard 400. This is a big weekend for NASCAR. They moved this race to the final race of the regular season. Indy's pumped up all year long. We get there. Nothing but rain. <laughs> We, I got there early enough to actually catch the final day of the dirt race. They built this dirt track in the interior of Indianapolis Motor Speedway. It's a purpose-built facility, so that was a big question that I had on my mind when I was going to the racetrack. Was this something that would be there for years to come? Would this be a one-time thing? Uh, though this thing is purpose-built, it's there forever or for the foreseeable future. It's something that I believe would be cool uh, for the track to use leading up to the uh, Indianapolis 500 and also the Brick, Brickyard 400 next year, have like, you know, like we have the World Series or whatever the hell they call that in New Smyrna for Speed yeah. Weeks. Yeah, yeah. They have like seven nights of racing over there in New Smyrna, just miles from the Daytona Motor Speedway leading up to the 500. Well, we should have that happening at the dirt track on the in- interior of Indianapolis leading up to its two major events. That'd be awesome. Mm. A lot of fun. I was over there at the dirt track. They had a margarita stand. Mm. That, oh yeah, that was uh, that was very cool. Almost got me a margarita. Almost, yeah. almost. A lot of food trucks. I mean, the food. Wait, truck, how do you almost get a damn margarita? I he- looked at the margarita stand and said, <laughs> "Hey, Blaney, we should get a margarita." <laughs> and we just dr- kept driving. We did. We could. Anyways, <laughs> Blaney passed up a drink. Yeah, got it. <laughs> food trucks like this. I don't know if you guys are, but I'm crazy about food trucks. I mean, look. At I me. mean, I'm watching food truck TV. Like who? <laughs> We're watching shows on TV now about food trucks <laughs> instead of just going to the food trucks downtown. We watch rat, we watch TV shows about them. Mm-hmm. So here's, I think the food truck atmosphere or the what what a food truck brings to the environment is really cool. My whole point is this dirt track thing. I've never been to a sprint car race. I've never been to a winged, non-winged, other really? than other than Millbridge, which yeah, yeah, you know. I've never been to anything like this. So I was uh, I was a rookie. It was a lot. It was a great experience. I was there to watch Carson, Billy Boat, and his team. All those guys. Uh, it was it was a great experience. I love that dirt track. Being in that infield, I think it's great for the speedway. They did a great job getting in the main event or any any kind of racing for the fans that were there. The place was packed. It rained all day long. They finally got some racing in. So great for them. Good job. Good effort by them. Did they feel p- people in the in both grandstands, like in the no. turn three, or was it just no. those grandstands just, around no, the track? No, no, none of that. None of that. No. Nope. All right. But they had to cancel a lot of the 
B, C, and D, and E mains. They got rid of all that stuff, but they still had a main event. So this is, uh, that, I'm telling you, man, it was a very difficult uh, situation. I think any other, what, from what I heard from the, the, the guys that run this stuff all the time, anywhere else or any other racetrack probably would have canceled. But the indie guys really pushed hard to get through. So, great. We got on to Friday, Saturday. We, you know, it just rained. Well, uh, how did Carson do? Tell me how. Carson Car- did okay. Carson started her heat and finished maybe a position better than she started. And okay. Just that was it. She didn't make the main or anything. I got you. It was tough to make the main. There's a lot of cars. Yeah, the thing about it is is that with all those the B main, the C main, the D main, the E main canceled, she didn't get that opportunity to try to race more. That makes sense. She got a a 10-lap heat. That was it. I was was glad, though, that I got to go see her practice a little bit and run. And, uh, you know, I was there to support her. She, you know, with the rain and everything, her lap lap time was very limited. And the track was not – in a the track was not in a condition that invited passing an opportunity for guys to move to the front. It did get better, I think, for the main event. Anyways, I'm no expert on dirt, so I'm moving on from that. Friday and Saturday, it rained a ton. Biblical. Much as you know, I, I sat in the bus and twiddled my thumbs, watched a little college football, watched a little um, NFL, and uh, yeah, my, Sunday I got to watch the Redskins play. That's the only you know that's a it's a positive that comes out of. Uh, us getting rained out and not being able to call the race itself. Steve Tart and the guys, they didn't have their buses there. They hung out downtown, so we were kind of disconnected from each other. Didn't get to spend a lot of time with my coworkers. I was disappointed about that. But my wife came, you know, Isla oh, came. They were there for a couple of days, and then they went back home. It looked like we were going to get <laughs> rained out, so I said, man, you know, you're going to go crazy in this bus all trapped in here. We were going to go to the zoo. I guess there's a real kick-ass zoo there. Yeah. So yeah. we were going to go to the zoo and stroll her around. I was really yeah. excited about that. That didn't happen. Yeah. So anyways, we didn't get to see any track activity at all. Uh, there were no cars on the racetrack. And, and we're going to call this race radio style, which is what we did at Watkins Glen, where at Watkins Glen I sat down in the bus stop and called the action as it came through the bus stop. Well, at Indianapolis, I'm going to sit in turn three, and I'm going to call the action as it comes to turn three. I'm nervous, and the reason why I'm nervous is because at Watkins Glen, the bus stop or the, you know, whatever you want to call that, is full of action. I'm mm-hmm. never going to be without content. Mm-hmm. It's whether I can uh, articulate. Yeah. yeah, articulate, right? So if it's, uh, if it's bad, it's my fault. <laughs> All right? Well, at Indy... The cars get a little strung out. We mm-hmm. don't, you know, we're not. I'm not going to call the uh, Xfinity race that has the awesome drafting package where the cars yeah, yeah. are freaking four wide and stuff. I'm calling the Cup race where you know the cars get a little strung out, and at times in the race, the cars are going to come through my turn, spaced out and, and single file. What am I going to say? I don't know. Right? Oh, yeah, right. What am I going to say? You know, it's not like I can blow smoke up the people's butts that are watching on TV because they are watching it. They can see what I'm talking about. I can't say what a battle this is when them guys right. are 10 carlings apart. Right, right. So, all right, I was a little nervous about that. I'm thinking, man, I, I'm trying to think in my mind, like, what could I, des- how could I describe this and make it interesting? You know what? We had our race on Monday, and that never happened. It, the, I never had a moment where the cars were coming at me, and I went, man. <laughs> I don't know how to make this sound good. Right. The race, it felt like, was really interesting and entertaining. And I'm in a, I'm in a position as a broadcaster where most of the races are going to feel that way. I'm not at home watching on TV, and I know that's a little bit different of position to be in. 
But from where I sat, that race was interesting. There was strategy. There was guys doing so many different things, trying to put themselves in position to win. And then, obviously, it comes down to the end. We had some cautions that created some real drama mm. and gave Brad Keselowski the chance to get up there and duke it out with Denny Hamlin. And boy, did he ever. Yeah, I mean, they they were beating and banging like it was Martinsville down the straightaway. <laughs> and the best part was they were doing it right coming to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that call, man, <laughs> i got to give you some props there. I was like, Dale Earnhardt Jr. turns into Ken Squire. Well, thanks. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I am enjoying it just, just like everyone else is, and I just kind of, you know, I feel like that we've been really blessed with some great action, and the, the races have been tremendous. The drivers are delivering. I yep. mean, the drivers, man. That's the key. They are delivering. We got to give it to them. They are going out there and giving it everything they got. And when Brad had an opportunity, he went up there and tried to seize it. And Denny tried to fight that off. And that creates, you know, such such an incredible experience for everybody watching it. Being in turn three was kind of strange. Yeah. All right. You're up there by yourself. You know what it reminded me of? And not, not a lot of people are going to get this because I don't think a lot of people are hunt. Not everybody's a hunter, right? So not everybody goes hunting. <laughs> um, it really reminded me about of riding up on my four-wheeler and walking to the deer stand and climbing up in the deer stand and getting ready to sit <laughs> for about three or four hours to wait on something cool to happen. That's the way it looked. That is exactly <laughs> yeah. the way it felt. Like, I'm literally getting out of the car going, oh, i got to walk up them stairs. I'm like, right. this is just like. Are you want to hook on to something? Yeah, your and I had belt? a safety belt up did there. You? Did I did hook up on it. You did? Yeah. All right, so I'm up there <laughs> by myself. camouflage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm up there by myself. I've got a monitor in front of me. Yeah. All right, and this monitor has on it the rundown and a very small picture of the actual pr uh, program, the race, right? What's being shown to the people on TV. So I sit on my chair, and I got the cars coming directly at me down the back straightaway and going right by, and I look at this monitor. You know, I am hearing Bagley down in turn one and two, who's calling action as well, uh -huh. and I'm listening to what he's saying. And I need to listen to him so I don't repeat exactly what he says. So I'm listening to what he's saying, and he's talking about the cars that are on the TV. So I'm looking at the monitor. I look at the monitor 95% of the time. He ain't lying, by the way. That's a good he, thing. He had told me that he does that, and I actually was up in the grandstands from about halfway on. And I just occasionally, because people were always just yeah. turning around looking to see what Dale's doing. I said, uh-oh, there must be some activity up in the deer stand. Let me turn around and see. <laughs> and he's just sitting there staring at that monitor. Just like that. He, he literally just stared at that monitor. And yeah. I texted him. That's good to cost. I said, you, you weren't lying. Yeah. You, you do really stare at that monitor. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you all right, this is the reason. People were, and, and I would say to my, I would say to someone, like, I would say to a broadcaster, well, why don't you look at the track and call the action? Well, the thing is, is, you can't talk about something that the fans aren't seeing on TV. Mm -hmm. If I see a, a great battle happening back in the field, I'm a, I look like an idiot if I'm talking about that and they're showing the leader on the, sh on the TV. Mm -hmm. I need to go, and, and it's my job as a broadcaster to hit the button and say to the, the trailer, hey, there's a great battle, and maybe they'll go to that, and then I can talk about it. But otherwise, it's important that I'm talking about what the fans are seeing. And so... And typically, you know, our guy, our team's so good that they're showing the best thing to see on TV, right, in that moment. Any, anyways, you know, you sit there and you stare at that monitor. And, you know, if you're looking, if you're like, all right, uh, you know, Chase Elliott and Denny Hamlin are having a battle. You look up the run, they're battling for fifth. All right, you know, and, you know, you're just kind of pulling things out of the air with that little bit of information you have. Now, when you're in the booth, you got like six monitors with all kinds of stuff. You got your papers, you got your notes, 
you got all that laid out in front of you and tons of content really to grab and use when you need stuff, right? When you need bullet points and, and information to, to speak about. It's all right there, but when you're in the boot, when you're up in the does Dale Junior bring a clipboard? What do you bring up there? You bring I didn't anything? bring anything. That's I took not true. my winging it. Well, I take my book bag, but I never take anything out of it. I just okay. had it just in case. There's notes in there that I've taken throughout the week, but all right. So without with the yeah. rain out, there was no practice. There was no qualifying. There was no. That is when you take notes, right? Yeah. Yep. Where during the day, during practice, during qualifying, and throughout the week, you're like forming content. You're creating content and things that are interesting to you that are happening and things you want to talk about that your colleagues aren't doing. And you don't you don't want to you don't you know don't, don't want to just agree with them on everything they say. Uh, you have your own opinion, right? So you take all these notes and stuff. And if it comes up, you've got a note about it. You know, and you can remind yourself, this is my opinion on this, or mm-hmm. this is what I think about that, or, or, or I want to talk about this guy, like, uh, because of what he's going through. And so you have all those notes, but if you're not, if they're, everything's rained out, you're not developing that content yeah. throughout the week. So that was, you know, my first time going through any kind of rain out and having to, you know, find something to talk about or have content to talk about. But I just said, screw it. I'm going to go up in there and sit in that perch and just, Say what's happening. You got to do what the drivers are. Wing it. You yeah. you, you don't have practice. They didn't, I didn't have notice. practice. I like them not having practice, but you, I could tell there was a little anxiety. Oh yeah, I was nervous. Yeah, I'm gonna jump right into that perch and start calling this race without really knowing. Like practice is a time to do the screw ups, right? Practice is when you screw up stuff and say dumb stuff. And so there was times during that race where I said dumb stuff, and I'm like, oh man, you know, it'd been good if I had a little practice or hadn't been up here Friday or Saturday, but we weren't. And so there, the guys were like, man, you did a good job jumping right in there because I came out of the pace car. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, and I jumped up there. It was like lap five. And uh, so I kind of missed the first part of the race. And uh, it, it was weird. I had a fun time, though. I, I hope that we do the radio style at the Roval. I'm not such a big, big fan of it at the Ovals. I like being in the booth. And I like being able to talk about the action no matter where they're at on the track. Yeah, I'm kind of limited to describing what's happening where I'm at. Whereas when I'm in the booth, I can just say, I can point out anything at any time. Yeah. It's, it's such a big ballsy move to it, it, one to do the radio style. I like the radio style, even yeah. at Oval, but man, it's such a, a craft in its own self. Otherwise you would not have Mike Bagley uh, as part of your thing. But yeah, you, I got, like. you and Jeff Burton, this isn't something you guys do. No. So that was pretty bold. I mean, to put you guys, two drivers, uh, up in into the three, car, yeah. turn three and four. I'm snapping my pen. Like Dilder's getting mad at Dilder you. Dilder doesn't like it. <laughs> no, yeah. I do it during the broadcast too, and I oh, yeah. we they tell us to you know they tell us hey if you can't you know well, Mike Davis used to do it well, now you're taking over. They tell you if you don't know what to do with your hands, so, put a pen in it, and so you know you'll see us on the broadcast a lot of times with pins because when we're standing <laughs> there, you know I don't know holding a pen is better than you know doing this. So <laughs> what you end up doing is sitting there clicking that son of a bitch. So, anyways, pace car. Oh yeah, got to drive the pace car. It's something else you didn't get practice in. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and, uh, well, yeah, there's, supposed, there's pace car practice. Uh, that that was rained out, too. First off, I want to thank Chevrolet and Indianapolis Motor Speedway and NASCAR for inviting me to do that. Yeah. It's kind of a bucket list item to check off. Really yeah. cool for me. I was very, very proud. And we unveiled the Chevy Camaro uh, ZL1 for Chevrolet. Beautiful car. It's badass. Yep. 
so we had a little press conference for that, talked a little bit about the car and talked about the partnership with Chevrolet. We went to a driver's meeting. I uh, got to sit with Andretti. John Andretti. John was there. And, and you know, everybody knows John's going through a, a health uh, scare and a battle in his own. And uh, so it was great to see him. So, but to be at the driver's meeting, I haven't been in one of those in a while, and, and there's some good energy there, and it's fun to see what the drivers go through and experience that. I always hated it when there were people at the driver's meeting that weren't drivers or crew chiefs, but oh. now that I'm not one, I kind of like to go. <laughs> I kind of like to go down there. <laughs> there, there, there. There's way more. Uh, there's way more non-drivers than there are drivers. Uh, yeah, like places like California, it's 35 minutes. Yeah, of I know <laughs> actors. It, it, and, but now I get it, man. I used to hate it. Like, what are y'all doing here? This is for the drivers and the crew chiefs, man. We can't even ask no questions. You are what you hate now. <laughs> That's cool. So, so get back to that pace car, though. I mean, yeah. uh, no, saying, no track time. Were you nervous? I'm just saying the pace car, those are the experiences that I got to do because yeah, of the, the pace, pace car, car ride. With the pace car. Oh, got, okay. They're like, hey, come to the driver's meeting. We're going to introduce you as the pace car driver. So I got to go do some things like that. And I got to stand on stage and shake the hand of all the drivers. That was cool. Tell them what Boyer said to you. Boyer said that this is weird. He, he comes by and goes, this is awkward. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> because, <laughs> because Boyer's going to always say that. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, was it, was I don't, it awkward I don't, no? get, I don't, I don't get to see the drivers any. So it, you know, unless I try to track them down wherever they're at, their drivers are kind of always moving. You got to, it's hard to find them. So it's good to be able to see everybody just for a second and say hello, shake hands, and then. So I enjoyed that. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the intros, and then I got to go and climb in the pace car with Buster, who's Buster's been working the pace car forever, and and I've known Buster a long time, one of the NASCAR officials, and he's set to retire, I believe, soon, and so um, we had a couple good conversation there together. Uh, He ran the whole thing. All I got to do is put it in drive and uh, get it up to 55 mile an hour, set the uh, cruise control, you know, just hold my line. And then what? So what's he doing? What what do you say? He's in there with the lights. Okay. so Yeah, the pace car has lights. He's flipping the lights. All right. I'm listening to NASCAR, and I'm listening to LaTarte and those guys in the booth, too, and and, uh, talked to them for a bit. And um, NASCAR, they were cool. They were like, man, we're proud to have you pacing the field. And, and I know you probably don't want to get off the racetrack, but this is the time. <laughs> <laughs> is that, that's yeah, funny. Coming around, to get off. coming around three and four, they're like, you know, really glad you did this. Thank you. And, and hopefully you don't have a problem pulling off now. So that's funny. Got around to turn four. When Kyle Busch uh, came up there, did he yeah. actually nudge? Did y'all make contact? Yeah, he bumped on the car. So I saw Kyle Busch before the race, and he goes, hey, you think people will boo me if I wrecked you in the pace car? And I'm like, how about you just. <laughs> run into the pace car everybody that uh you know is on the front row it's sort of a thing you know you go up there and bump the pace car it's what some celebrity in there and you just you're screwing with them you know so it happens just about every every, every race and i said you better bump it because i want the full experience do not you know <laughs> hit the pace car hit the pace car so he did that early like as soon as we pulled off and got going yeah um, that's funny and he hit it pretty good and he rubbed on it, and, and, and I'm like, wow, this is excessive. <laughs> I'm a little concerned now for him and his car. Well, uh, that, that's what – even, guys, when you guys had, had thought about this before the race, I was like, I, I wonder if the crew chiefs have any say-so in that because I would be a little nervous that you do – even the slightest little damage yeah. to a car could affect it. Right. Uh, but that yeah. doesn't seem to be a problem. Yeah, so I got all that. Or maybe it was for I, him. The one thing I was worried about <laughs> – and, and you guys can tell me if you were watching the race. Mike, you wouldn't have seen it. But, Matthew, if you were watching the race on TV, is, you know, the coolest, the cool pace cars, the cool pace cars, 
are the ones that wait to the last possible second yes. to pull off on the pit road. It's that drama. Yeah, and they go veer, they veer <laughs> off the racetrack. <laughs> right, right. They veer off the racetrack into pit road like it's, oh, my God. <laughs> right. He's turned them loose, like, you know, like the gate dropping at the right. Kentucky Derby yeah. and right, stuff right, like right. that, right? So I tried to wait as, to the last possible minute. I don't know what it looked like. But I try my best to make it as cool and dramatic as possible because those are the best pace. Yeah, because you don't want somebody just going. Mm, yeah, that, easily mm, merging that. out of traffic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd have been something that if you would have had practice, you probably could have really dialed that yeah. that move in. Right? Like I wanted to lay He's down it sideways. You, you, yeah. you would have had your marks on the track yeah. to know where to. Right, last minute. And everything, yeah. But you didn't get that. That's unfortunate. Yeah. You were a little nervous. I'm going to tell you something. I was real nervous. Yeah, yeah, you were. It's, it's, it's exterior I, that sounds funny, but I get it. When, I'm when, nervous by nature. Well, like, let me tell you what happened. High anxiety, this guy. That The, the, the fella that uh, turned that car in the IndyCar race, the pace car, back several oh, yeah. months ago. Detroit Bell. I think, I think he sort of got in everybody's minds uh, moving forward. I think that every pace car driver has that in their mind, in their psyche. Yeah, you don't want to uh, mess And you don't want to do that. Because he wadded it up in that, yeah. that race. Oh, yeah. So, uh, and then when you don't get your practice, when I told Dale Jr. that they've canceled pace car practice, I thought he was going to be happy. It turns out, because he had a full day. He had a full schedule. He's like, man, I, of all the things, I need that pace car practice. He wanted it, but he didn't get it. He, he went in cold uh, yeah. uh, right there for the start of the race. The pace car practice kind of knocked the edge off. Without that practice, even though I know like what happens, I, that just made me nervous. I'm a note taker. I like to practice things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, little little things that we've learned about preparation, you the past year. preparation, right. preparation. So the okay, so we got to ask this then: Did you know where the car would end up once you I had pulled no down clue. pit road? I had no idea. <laughs> so we we come down pit road, and I think I'm going to pull behind pit wall right at the very end. Right, yeah, we're like Brett and them would be. Brett who? Bodine. Nope. So I thought I was going to pull down pit road. Brett, that's not where Brett goes. Not at Indy? Not at Indy. Oh. You're getting ready to learn. <laughs> oh. All right. <laughs> so you go down to the end of pit road, and I thought that once you got to the end of pit road, there are some caution trucks and safety trucks and a ambulance and all those things there, and that was traditionally where the pace car would be located at most racetracks. Well, they keep going, and they go toward the access road for pit exit, and they go, there's this little area for the road course, which I believe that the may be used for motorcycles or something. I don't know. It's it's a part of the road course that it hadn't been used in F1, I don't believe, or IndyCar. I don't know. But anyways, so there's this little road, and it's it's out on the, it's part of the track. Like, it's not back behind fences and barriers, right? So we, I pull over there, and Buster's like, go, you see Brett standing over there? I'm like, yeah. I pull over there, and it's just Brett. There's no... Kind of like this big open area. Yeah, like, huge weird. open area yeah. just on, just barely on the inside of the access road that the cars use to exit pit road. Mm -hmm. And so there's no golf cart or nothing. And Brett, I open the door, and Brett's like, I hope somebody's going to come get you. I'm like, I do too. <laughs> I'm looking around. I'm like, I don't see an exit, an opening in the fence, any way to get back into the infield and there's cars racing the green flags out there's yeah, cars going by that's right i'm like all right i can't go that way and i can't walk back toward the end of pit road that's that i'll be dangerous. literally 20 feet from the racetrack dangerous with cars racing yeah there's no people over there <laughs> uh, i'm i'm sort of stuck you know where it would be similar to the sand pit in turn six at watkins Glen. So imagine well, me standing yeah, in the middle okay. of for him. Imagine yeah. me standing in the middle of the sand pit. Yeah. In the second to last turn at Watkins Glen. That's where I was. All right. <laughs> I'm that close to the racetrack with with like a, I'm I'm like looking behind me like how do I get across the fence? So 
Fine. Luckily, I walk. I see uh, my golf cart right, drive by on the, on the oh, other we, side we, of the fence. Which he's going as fast as the actual racers out there because we we were in the part where we thought Dale would end up. Turns out he's going over there. Kenny's like, where's he going? Kenny Jones is yeah, a yeah. golf cart driver. He's like, where's he going? I said, I don't know, but he's going over there to where the tee boxes are, the golf course. And he's so he's driving over there. So Kenny's, he's got the golf cart matted, and he's doing all this stuff. And then we, get, we see Dale get out. But we see Dale get out as cars are going by him, and it just looks weird. And he's in this, like, big open pasture. It almost like if he was in the, you know, like in the triovals for the, like, Charlotte or Texas. Like, if he would have been in the grass there, the yeah. triovel, it sort of looked like that. You got cars going around him. And there was no gate. I was like, he's going to have to hop this fence to I get out. Yeah, so, so he's like a caged animal in there. He looked like a caged animal. Yeah, he did. So I go over there, <laughs> and we found, a, we found a way to get over the fence or through the fence. and, and Okay, hold on. Over or through? Through-ish. Over-ish and over through -ish. Ish. Yeah. So I went. That's right. It did. was. You had to. It's on social media. Mike's Mike tweeted or put it out there. I did. I couldn't help it. So, uh, and then they took me straight to the turn three where we got up in that uh, deer stand. Deer stand. <laughs> that was a, an eventful day. But I tell you what, you did good with the pace car. Uh, I hope it was fun. I didn't screw up the pace car. You did screw it up. Yep. And I, I was. I had curious. a reasonable race and a great. We we finished the race strong. We as a group finished the race strong. Oh, that Kozlowski. Uh, let's just go back for a second. Kozlowski's move with those fifteen lap fresher tires. I was sitting oh. out there. I, I just enjoyed sitting in the grandstands. I don't think I ever have sat in a grandstand for a cup points race since I've been in the sport. And I, I, you know, Dale said you ought to come sit up there. Uh, you know, I'm going to be out there. You ought to come sit up there in the grandstand. So I did. And they were coming right down that back stretch. And you know what? For the most part, you know, you, you really do need, as a fan, you need to hear something. Or Hearing if you don't, have, or you don't have anything it's kind loud. of guiding you along, if you don't have something guiding you along and telling you what's going on, it really can get boring. But that being said, when you have something guiding you along and then to see what Kozlowski did, <laughs> I thought they were going to wad him up. I ain't going to lie. I didn't get to hear Dale's call, though, oh. until we were in the car yeah. going uh, to the airport. And Dale played it on the phone. And I tell you what, man, I was pretty proud of him. You know, I, I thought it was good. I thought Thanks. it was real good. Yep. It was just, it was a fan watching a race, is what it was. I was also proud of Keslowski, you know, uh, yeah. because like what you said, you know, there's an opportunity there. And sometimes drivers in the past, we've seen people just kind of not, not stick their nose in there and not risk uh, losing a second place effort. He, he just went for it. Yeah. And they made contact. And that's the sort of racing that we all love. Yeah, I, awesome. I couldn't believe it because down the back straightaway, Denny had the position I thought because he side drafted the outside of the of Brad's car, and yeah. as they're going into turn three, his he he's almost got Brad cleared. You know, he drove down in front of Brad, but couldn't get to the bottom, and Brad was close enough to disturb the car aerodynamically and and give Brad another shot at getting up under him, and they got together again off of turn three. Mm -hmm. There was just uh, way more contact than I had imagined would, <laughs> would happen. So, so surprised that nobody had any kind of tire issue from any of that contact because it was enough contact for that to happen. I know Denny Hamlin was so damn disappointed. I would be too. I mean, I've that is a big damn race. And Denny's won, you know, Denny hadn't won a championship, but he's won all the big races. Daytona 500, right? 7500. Right. So he's won some of the biggest races, and he takes pride in, in winning those big events. And he would have won that race had that last caution not come out. Yeah. And so the last caution, which was uh two, you know, guys in the back. Yeah. 
And Denny was pretty critical of that. Yeah, yeah, as he as he typically is. Yeah, Denny said meaningless. He, he I think he meant meaningless wreck or meaning meaningless. Save, but he called the meaningless drivers, yeah. which I thought was some shade. Uh, right, that unnecessary. All right, so Denny is w- going to you know going to win the Brickyard 400, and it's a huge race. And so there's a crash in turn three. Jeffrey Earnhardt, who I'm related to, yes, you are, yes. <laughs> Uh, he gets uh, loose underneath Landon Castle. They went down in a corner together real tight, side by side, and he gets loose under Landon and corrects into Landon, and they both go into the outside wall. I mean, it was a hard wreck. Unfortunate, but wrecks happen. Wrecks happen at lap one. Wrecks, hap- wrecks happen on the last lap. Wrecks happen any point in the race. Now, a lot of people were going to say, man, you know, it's at the end. Why did they have to wreck then? You know, I agree. I mean, why? You, you know, I'm sure they didn't want to wreck with five laps to go in the freaking race. You know, they're trying to get to the finish, and they're driving for teams that can't wreck cars. Mm-hmm. You know, they're driving for teams that don't budget to crash cars. That's a major loss for those guys financially to wreck a car that weekend or any weekend. So, I mean, that you know, of course they're they're not trying. They're trying not to wreck. They're trying to get to the finish of the race. I think personally, Denny says that. You know, it's it, it sucks to have meaningless drivers crash and bring out that yellow. And I, in my mind, I've felt mad at the end of races when a caution comes out and mad at the people who bring out the yellows. I have. I, I was talking to someone after the race about this. They were like, man, that's bull****, what Denny said. And I said, well, I think it is bull****. I think it was just a poor choice of words. What, right. Denny, what Denny said was just a poor choice of words. I don't think that he was trying to say that, I hope, that Denny was not trying to say that Jeffrey or Landon are meaningless drivers. I think what he means is that the the wreck was pointless. Unnecessary. Why are we right. wrecking it with five laps to go? And he feels that way because he was going to win. Right. And In that I, situation, you got piss and vinegar, man. I have felt the same damn way. Yeah, sure. And a lot. Like in the, in more in races where I'm running eighth. Yeah. And there's a wreck. I'm like, damn, why are we wrecking with two laps to go? I've I've had the same frustration over a late rake race wreck many 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 times because you're like God I'm just we're just so close to finishing this thing why are we wrecking now like this should be the time when you're trying the most not to wreck like this should be when you're trying you know, aside from the first lap of the race the last few laps are the I mean we're almost to the finish bring Don't, it home yeah bring it home but I think he he allowed you know he's very frustrated and had a poor choice of words I certainly. Knowing Denny, I don't think that he thinks those guys are meaningless. Right. But um, he's catching for that. He was caught up in the moment. It's, it's pretty disappointing if you're him. I yeah. get it. We'll give him a we'll give him a break on this one. You know what? It, you know what isn't meaningless? Yeah. <laughs> what is this segue? Our beautiful ad reads. <laughs> All right. On the DJD. All right. Let's never meaningless. One. Never one of those things you skip forwards 15 seconds for. Not on this show. This week's ad read is for Pristine. They're back. Heck yeah, Pristine. We another returning sponsor. All pristine right. auction. Starting to become a thing. Well, uh, yeah. This is uh, There's something about auctions that make shopping so much fun. Wouldn't you agree? I would agree. And for for sports fans, it probably has to do with the competition and the suspense of either, you know winning or losing. Right, right, right. Nobody wants to be a loser. And autographed items, authentic yeah. autographed items. Yeah, you know, you, and that's the thing about when you're doing a sports auction online. You how do you know? You don't. I've got some you? things off of the other thing. It came to me, and I was like, "This isn't real. This isn't real." Right. I hate it. You got to be careful. All right. So who who wants to spend time though researching the nearest auction house or researching whether their items are legit? 
I damn sure don't. I mean, who Mm-mm. wants to do that? Not me. Yeah, you got to trek your ass all the way there. Yeah, who wants to do that? I ain't, do got, that. I, can't, I ain't got gas for that. <laughs> That's why we love pristine auctions. That's it. <laughs> An online auction house where you can buy and sell. You can sell, not only buy. You can buy and sell sports memorabilia from the comfort of your home. Pristine Auction runs tons of different auction formats, including multiple weekly auctions, a, premi- a premium monthly auction, as well as a daily and 10-minute auctions. Mm. So you can Super sell. Quick. It's, it's just auctions for everybody. We gotta That's obviously some, what we're trying to say here. We ought to sell some Dale Jr. stuff on that thing. What do you say? We do. <laughs> I saw some Dale Jr. stuff I just on saw, yeah. <laughs> I just saw an Alex Bowman photo for a buck. A buck? One, well, starting at a dollar. Starting at a dollar. Ooh, I love we got to get that higher. You're talking about a playoff guy. That thing yeah. needs to go up a little bit. Playoff. Well, I believe the bids will rise. Yeah. This is, this is what I like about Pristine, man. They start their auctions affordable and low. Yep. Mm-hmm. A little bit for everybody in there. Can't start it too high, man. Scare yeah. people off. Nobody will want it. I also saw an authentic number eight seat back from Daytona International Speedway that I signed. You did? Yeah. Now, so it? this is a seat back from the grandstands. Yeah. Yeah. And you There's can look photo. at yours. You can look at yours. You yeah. know what you. There's a photo there to prove it, some authenticity, and it's only $89. Well, whoa. That's a little more than the Bowman. Yeah. I think I would have to go with the Bowman. Yep. I'll go That's with the Bowman. That's out of your comfort range. $89 yep. is a little much for me. There's some red skin stuff on there, too. A whole lot of it. I got my eye on some of that. So check out Pristine Auctions now. You'll be hooked. It's free to register. It's free to bid. You only have to pay for the items you win, all right? Free, 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 free. Until you time, it's time Until to pay. Until you win something. That's fair. And when you register, be sure to select Dale Jr. Download Podcast from the drop-down menu in the How Did You Hear About Us section. And that lets them know that we sent you there. The, 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 we're not wasting their time. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's Pristine Auctions, spelled P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E auction.com. Pristineauction.com. They guarantee the authenticity of their items. I'm serious. I know. You've done yeah. a deal with them. Yeah. Everything you purchase comes from an authentic... authentic <laughs> Here we go again. Authentication, <laughs> authentication, right? From only the most trusted sources. My wife listened to last week's show and she laughed at that, and then she yeah. couldn't pronounce it either. Oh, good, good for her. <laughs> That's karma. It's called karma. Brought to you by Pristine Auction. All right, good stuff. Time for an Exalta update. This is your Exalta Race Center update. I'm Matthew Dillner. Mother Nature played a significant role at Indianapolis Motor Speedway all weekend, forcing a doubleheader Monday matinee at the historic track. And the cast of 12 cup drivers for the NASCAR playoffs is now set. One of the roles will be filled by Brad Keselowski, who muscled by Denny Hamlin to win he and his car owner Roger Penske's first Brickyard 400. Before the cup feature, Justin Allgaier continued his rise to stardom in the Xfinity Series. The Illinois driver battled hard for his fifth W of the season. Tyler Reddick played the top supporting role. His second-place performance made it a 1-2 finish for Junior Motorsports. Team JRM actually took two checkered flags this weekend. Junior Motorsports late model driver Josh Berry used the drama of the high side on the final restart to capture his second Cars Tour trophy of the season. Teammate Sam Mayer finished sixth in the 150-lap act at North Carolina's Orange County Speedway. The next scene is NASCAR's version of Casino, with a Friday, Saturday, Sunday triple header at Nevada's Las Vegas Motor Speedway. This has been your Exalta Race Center update. Exalta is the official paint partner of NASCAR, developing, manufacturing, and supplying coatings to all types of vehicles and industrial applications. For more on Exalta, please visit ExaltaCS.com. All right, now this is a fun segment, NASCAR Talk Quickies. 
Is that what we're calling this? No, that's not what we're going to talk. That's what Matthew has these listed as. Uh, but, yeah, they're they're just quick conversation about some of the things. NAS, the finish, obviously, we talked about that. Great finish. Yeah. How about the racing so far leading up to the playoffs? I mean, ever since uh, I started broadcasting, uh, you know, I've been, you know, at the track, broadcasting the races, watching every single lap. The stuff I've seen has been tremendous. I, I would say Kentucky was a little bit. Nah. Michigan. Michigan was a little nah. better than everything little, else has been. Michigan was Michigan wasn't as bad True as X, Kentucky. Truex made that a big, you know, a big stinker. I don't. I didn't mind Michigan as much. It was still interesting. Kentucky was eh. yeah. <laughs> All right, Kentucky. <laughs> if they bring back this package, you know, this if they bring back the package we have from the All Star race or a version of it, hopefully. They take it to Kentucky at least for a year or two till that track ages out. That'd be the one place I agree with it. The, yeah. Let that surface. Oh, are you talking about the the, uh, the draft package that they had at All Star? The race. restrictor yeah. plates. Yeah. Just don't say restrictor plates. That I, is a bad word. Do well, not it, ever it say is, it. It is plates don't and, and say, arrow. Don't say it. It's called a drag package. Drag pack. Oh, we got a we got a name for it now. Fans don't want to hear it's restricted. All right. They don't. No. Oh, don't I, slow them down. Don't restrict them. All right, so drag them. They, drag, they would rather the, you drag the put cars. Put drag on the cars. I, 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 but drag I, is arrow. I think we have to drag have is a arrow. Restricting restriction is engine. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> I guess. Listen, if they bring that damn drag package to any of these racetracks next year, I'm not. You know, it's a great race we had at Indy. I don't know if they need it there or not. I don't know if it would be exactly like what we saw in the Xfinity race. I don't know if it would be. All right, but. Kentucky, ugh, they need to do something. <laughs> something. Don't go back to Kentucky just like we left. Please no. do something. Otherwise, again, the racing has been amazing, and it has me so excited that we're starting the playoffs. I can't wait for these last ten races. You think I've been screaming during the broadcast about the action? Wait until the playoffs. I'm going to be hoarse hold, hold before on. we get hold, to hold. Homestead. Are you willing to make a prediction on who you think the first four out will be? Out? Oh, oh my God. No, I mean I don't. Oh. Let me let me elaborate all before right. you get all pissed off. Restrictor plate on your mind. Yeah, drag Dra- your drag Dragon package is on this your is mouth. This is the thing. Like, all right, here I, go. I was. I get okay. So when I would make the playoffs and people would put out there, oh, this is who I think is going to transfer, and I'm and I'd be like, man, that's screwed up. You ain't got me. In, you ain't got me going through round one. Oh, you, you mean when they didn't pick you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In the bracket. I would get mad when people wouldn't even get me through okay. the first round. I'm like, what kind of friend are you? Or- These are friends of mine. <laughs> All right. So. So you don't want to be a bad friend? I don't want to be a bad. I don't know, man. Does it? What good does it do for me to tell you the four guys that I don't think will make it past round one? I'd rather tell you the four guys I think will make it to Homestead. Okay, don't tell us the first four that'll be out. Just tell us the first twelve that'll make it to round two. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. No, I want to hear. Well, shoot, I wouldn't mind hearing that. Yeah, well, the thing is, is I think I would probably change my mind before we get to Homestead. But I mean, obviously, I, I never, I wouldn't have said this weeks ago. But Brad Keselowski. I mean, he, he has a real shot because of the points he's gathered. He gathered, He's gathered so many playoff points in the last couple of weeks that he's actually putting himself in position to transfer just because of that buffer. You know, I think that Cobbush definitely goes, obviously, with the playoff points that he has. you got to put Kevin Harvick in that same position. He has just as many. Yeah. All right, so there's two positions taken, guaranteed. I think that Truex will get through and – I think Brad Keselowski be number four. I think Brad's clicking, boy. You got to yep. put him right there. I think Brad Keselowski gets more playoff points. Yeah. As we go through the playoffs okay. to help him in each individual round. So I, be, be, before uh, Homestead, we can see how Nostradamus, Nostradamus. Uh, <laughs> Nostradamus yeah. does here. We'll hold I you th- to it. Yeah. 
And I think that everybody's talking about Kyle Larson, Kyle, you know, because Homestead such a great track for him. I think that he will run amazing at Homestead if he gets here. But I feel like that he won't make it to that round somehow. I just right. it'll be tough. All right. But if if Kyle Larson if if Kyle Larson does make it to Homestead, he's got a major upset potential for his winning the championship because yep. that is a track that he loves, man. Yeah. Running that fence. Yep. Nobody does it better. All right. Xfinity win. We got to talk about that. That's these were supposed to be quickies. Xfinity win. Yeah, this shouldn't be a quickie either because that is yeah. awesome. How are we going to crush this into a, a quick conversation? I'm telling you what, I am so proud of Justin Algar. What a season this guy's having. Yeah. Him and Burdett. But, man, to win there, the emotion that he had at the yeah. end of that yep. race, I'm telling you, when it means something to you, that's what fans want. They yep. don't mind saying restrictor plates and drags. They want to see it mean something to the drivers. Yeah. Absolutely. You love to see that emotion. And I told him that. I went to Victory Lane, and I said, hey, I love the emotion. Mm-hmm. And I, I know, you know, this is this, – let it go, man. Let it out. And there's emotion in this building, too. We all yeah. ran down to the break room and watched it and uh, the interview, and you, your mom was uh, getting a little misty-eyed, and yeah. everybody was celebrating. It was a good time in here. That's We've cool. had an amazing season as a company. Justin's been amazing. Our partners on that car have been so much fun, Brant and everybody included. Just been in a, It's been a fun experience to win with everyone and how excited they are at, after our wins. Two back-to-back indie wins. I mean, can you believe it? That is awesome for our company, man. I yeah. mean, so awesome. Our car. I mean, we run first and second. I mean, how good is that? Did Did they get to kiss the bricks? Yes. Yes. We didn't kiss the bricks, Mike. Me and you didn't. Nope. We had you were you had the pace car on your mind. I had my NBC let, stuff let, on. I just didn't know if it'd be. <laughs> right. Oh, that I see. You said you thought about it then. Yes. So we just need okay. to get some du- Davis. You need to roll around with some duct tape. All right. So you I can duct tape it. that logo. Let no. me say this. All right. <laughs> no, you you picked the right thing. I was concerned. All right. So there's been some hubbub on social media when I do any of the Xfinity races. When I cover the Xfinity races, some of the fans don't necessarily love it because I'm an owner. And so when we won, I was like, man, I got my NBC stuff on because I'm ready for the race. I'm going to call later. And I tried to sneak into Victory Lane and just say hey to everybody. And as soon as I walked up to Jason Burdett, uh, Kelly from NBC started an interview with him and goes, hey, here's the boss man, seeing the guys, and then and, and here's our crew chief, Jason Burdett, Jason Burdett. And I'm like, man, well, there goes There my, goes your cryptic. Blew my yeah, cover. Right, right. Well, Latar didn't do you any favors either because, like, with three laps to go, he's calling. He's like, you and know, Dale Jr. somewhere pacing and wearing out that carpet as he's watching his two cars. Yep. <laughs> I was in the TV compound doing just guys. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways – I'm trying to respect everybody's opinions about my involvement in the in the you know in the production of the of the Xfinity races. I'll drop in on the pit box uh, a few times this year, like we did at uh, Darlington with Rut Rutledge Wood. Oh, that the was Peacock the, pit yeah. box. Yeah, I'll drop in on the Peacock pit box a couple of these Xfinity races. It's fun to just be able to give a little feedback on what we're seeing. That was a good time for me at Darlington to do that, even though it was blazing hot and I was I almost got some sunburn there, but. Uh, <laughs> and there will be a race or two, though, in the Xfinity Series that I do call from the booth. So I'm looking forward to just having that extra opportunity to work. Uh, the impact of the 78 closure. Let's talk about that for a little bit. I mean, there's opinions all over the board with this stuff. For me, I go from, yeah, it's part of the business. Teams close. This happens. Sucks. But people move on. Things happen in this sport all the time that are tragic. What happens the next day? Sports going. We race. We race. People are working. People are digging. Yeah. Um, Barney done, Barney was an amazing owner. Did a majority of all that stuff on his own. Yeah. If you, I think someone did the numbers, and if you look at all the races that that car ran, some 400 and some races, he personally sponsored 80 percent of those events. It's all right. 
So give the guy his due. They leaving a not champion. only yeah not only came in and had success, won a championship. I mean, a, a team from Denver that was a starting part right. running the back grew to a championship contender and a championship winner. Incredible. I don't know if we'll see that again unless somebody has some real deep pockets. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it'll be interesting to see where Martin Trex goes. Cole Pern, I think they stick together. I think they go to the 19. Uh, then that will knock down some more dominoes. Daniel Suarez, where does he go? I don't think I have the answer for that, or, or I might, you know, I could say see him going to several different teams. There's going to be lots of opportunity and lots of switcheroo going on. You got the 41 car out there. Rumors flying about other teams as well. The one car's open. Yeah, because they just announced over yeah. the weekend McMurray's so, out yeah. for 219, right? It's going yep. to be interesting how this unfolds. I think it'll be the most kind of movement we've seen from cars and teams and drivers in the silly season, as they call it. I think it'll be the most we've seen in some year, some years. Casey Kane. We, we just had him, had him on, as a Yeah, guest, we had him yeah. on the show. Casey Kane. Uh, so this is, a, this is a guy really using his head. All right? Has a, he has a race that – uh, I mean, this is not just this event, but it. But last week, suffered some heat exhaustion, went to see some doctors, expressed to them about how this has been an ongoing issue. And you can look at his victory lane celebration, or lack of celebration, at Indy last year when he won, just how gassed he was. And, I mean, you can look at, look at the guy's face in that moment if you go back and look at that Indianapolis celebration. You look at his face. There is genuine concern, not just... Uh, misery, there's real concern on his face about what he is feeling at that exact time. And I've had that same feeling too about my body at times with the concussions and so forth. You gotta, you look at that guy and you go, wow, he's scared. He's scared with what's happening and how his heart's beating and, and, and how he's feeling. And so this is a year ago, all right? And now he's continued to have some issues and struggled with, you know, staying you know, I guess the I don't know the fortitude, stamina, the stamina, endurance just isn't there, and so you know, smart move by him to go see his doctors. This is a real serious issue because he's putting his organs in a bad, a dangerous place. You know, this could this could create some real problems for him long term and damage his organs to where racing, you know, would be the last thing you'd have to worry about. Um, I'm glad that he's taking a step back to figure this out. I know that he wants to get well enough to where he'll be able to come back and finish his year. He has deemed this his final season, and he want he wants to be able to go to Homestead and close the book himself, not have it closed by someone else. So exactly. uh, let's hope that uh, Casey gets that figured out. But I'm really proud of him and uh, for for doing the right thing. And the final quickie is going to be SMI interested in Nashville Motor Speedway. There's been some rumblings on social media. There's been some letters and some things. There's some some information and, and correspondence between SMI, Marcus Smith, the politicians and mayor in Nashville. They're all communicating about the future of Nashville Motor Speedway, the fairgrounds, not that old crappy racetrack out on the interstate. <laughs> We're talking about the fairgrounds, an man, the racetrack. iconic half mile that needs to be on the win- on the I want to say Winston Cup needs to be on the Cup schedule. Not only the trucks, but in Xfinity, but the Cup guys need to go back there. I know that you know people were thinking if you would say that five years ago, you'd be just you'd just be dreaming, man. Yeah, you'd, you'd be, be just smoke. yeah just dreaming. This ain't never gonna happen, but that would be an awesome dream, right? Awesome. Well, it's it's getting closer and closer to being a reality, and so I'm pulling for that big time. 
Uh, hopefully those negotiations or conversations that they're having go well, and somehow, some way, we get to see NASCAR back at the fairgrounds. And if Marcus and them are allowed to get in on that, and hopefully with that, you know, that yeah. would be, be I, with I the soccer team I think that's the only way too. it happens. It, that, it can happen. This is real. Marcus Marcus and his team will go in there, and they'll improve that facility, and, and uh, man, it would be an amazing uh, experience to see racing there again. I, I mean, the the place has just got so much history, and we should have never left. Uh, Great market, too. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's there's a lot of good things going on right now with, you know, we used to say uh, five years ago, man, there's so many mile and a half. You know, we don't go to short tracks anymore. There's only really two or three short tracks on the schedule now. And it was just you, you know, all it was was just complaining. Yeah. It, that I was doing it. Other people were doing it. We were, All we could do was complain. Nobody was listening. Nobody was Nobody was listening. Well, now people seem to be listening. I mean, the, the, there seems to be a real movement here and a real, some real potential for it to swing back toward getting more short tracks on the schedule, maybe even more road courses. I wouldn't believe it would be possible years ago, but I think that's a real possibility. Let me ask you something real quick. Did you see Jeff Gluck's article or about uh, how he was making the case for the one-day show, how – the racing was just as good, and yeah. we just did it in, in one day rather than three days or four. What, what is your opinion on that? Do you think – because I think that does play – his point was this opens up yeah. to go uh, – to not go, you know, long, elongate your schedule, yeah. but to, you know, be able to fit more stuff in. I like a one-day show. I do too. I like a two-day show. But for the race weekend, I think you need multiple series like mm-hmm. truck, Xfinity Cup, IndyCar Cup, IMSA Cup. You know, you got to have different. You got you got to have a variety mm-hmm. of entertainment. I don't. And that's not for us industry people. That's for the know, fans. For the fans, if you're going to drive five, six, ten hours, I meet some yeah. NASCAR fans. You want to be there for a weekend. Yeah. So uh, give me a. You know, there was a concert supposed to go on this weekend. That was great. This weekend was going to be a great weekend. It's unfortunate for Indy that we had the weather we did, but they had dirt racing. They had an awesome, awesome concert. Some real players going to be out there playing, man. Yeah, Friday this ain't night. No, this ain't no, you know, B team. This is the A team coming out. And Cole Swindell, Florida Georgia Line, I mean, that, that's a big ticket. Yeah. And they're going to, you know, the Xfinity race and the Cup race. This was going to be an awesome weekend. You had the uh, late model guys running over at ORP. You had a lot going on in a mm. small little area for motorsports. And uh, could, what could have been a huge weekend turned out to be – a bit of a struggle, but again, going back to your 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 question, Mike, I think one day shows a real possibility. But you need variety. You need the weekend to be a big ticket for the fans. So multiple things happening would be great. Talladega, you could go in. You're, we're going to have a two day weekend there, but you you got the dirt track over there across the street. Yep. They could, you know, the ARCA race is a big deal back in the day. I remember going. I remember climbing up in the grandstands to watch all the ARCA races year after year at Talladega. That's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Got to get that stuff pumped back up. That you know. Get the Arca race out there, the trucks and all that stuff. Anyhow, that's our that's our NASCAR talk quickies. I really, you know, we got to rename that segment. I don't know if that's the right name for that segment. Would you say that's the right name for that segment, Mike? (laughs) No, no, but that's uh, that's all right. I I get what Dylan was trying to communicate to us. He was he he might as well just said, just be quick on these. All right, back in the saddle. We got to talk about being back in the saddle, man. I went over and drove a car at Hickory. A car was Junior Motorsports late model car. Mm -hmm. One of the cars that we race. 
over at uh, Hickory Motor Speedway. My guy, Josh Berry, who's a driver for us, won this weekend at Orange County Motor Speedway. Congratulations. That's to three him. in a row for yeah. Junior Motorsports and late models. Yep. Been kicking, buck on, kicking some butt on the Cars Tour. But I went over to Hickory. That's where, you know, 45 minutes up the road. Josh has so many wins over at that place, a track championship. Uh, I ran for half a day. I had a blast. I, I thought my laps were good. I don't know, you know, whether I'll run a late model race, but I certainly moved just an inch closer to doing that, maybe a step or two closer to doing that. But I wanted to get back in a car just to kind of get a little feel for it. I'm going to go race in the Xfinity race at Richmond in a couple weeks. So now it's kind of like that pace car practice. Not necessary, not needed. Wanted to do it, knock off the anxiety. We're good to go. There you did go. you knock it off? Yes. Did you peel some? Did peel, you lay down? Lay down some laps. Peeled away the layer of anxiety and laid down some laps, Mike. Set a record? No record. A new track. <laughs> new track record. There was, was no record set. <laughs> it was in the middle of the day. It was 92 degrees. Track was a little slow, but my laps were great. Dang track slow, man. Yeah. Le- kept him from a record. Old tires. I, I haven't ran at Hickory since 1998 or 99. The, uh, the Bush race. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. It's been that long. Yes. At Hickory. Almost 20 years since I Damn. ran a lap there. That place is place tough. Is still cool as hell. Oh, it's cool. All right, let's go to the Ask Junior. It's time for Ask Junior. I got, I got a question. You have a question for me? Hit us up on Twitter using the hashtag Ask Junior. All right, let's hit up some Ask Junior questions. Jessica chimes in and says, when your book is released in October, will you be doing any signings at the track? Like places like Martinsville, maybe? Yeah, I'll probably do a, a signing or two at the track. We have we have some kind of built into the schedule. We'll announce those as we go. We'll have some books available, obviously, and uh, try to encourage people to buy the books and, and read them and spread the word. I mean, uh, I'm excited to see how this book's received and also hopefully uh, – you know, we, we help some folks who are in the need of help, you know, with their concussion situation or they have a family member and, and maybe, they, you know, through reading this book, they can understand how to help their family member with that with that issue. Chances are they do. A lot of people out there. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. There's lots been, of people out there. Been affected by that. I mean, I, my social media timeline is full of people going, hey, I've dealt with this for so many years. And, and everybody that I hear from i just want to get them in front of the right people that can help them because they don't have to deal with it mm. that's the thing people people either accept that this is just a problem that i'm going to have to live with or this is a uh, a symptom that i've got to have the rest of my life and there's there's nothing i can do about it well that's you know that's that's the rest of my life it ain't true man if you can get in front of the right people and get the right help you don't have to live this way Hopefully that that's what the book will will share and and invite people to do. So, but yeah, it's 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 frustrating, you know, to to to, to hear people that when they're you know that are that feel like they don't know where to go, and you just like, man, if you got to get in front of the right guy, you're gonna be great. You know, you get the help you need. All right, uh, next question, uh, Terry Davis. <laughs> do you think it's flattering when people name their pets after you or other celebrities? I'm thinking somewhere, somewhere, somebody somewhere has a pet goat. <laughs> What? Named Dale Jr. Uh, do you know of somebody? Okay. No, this is what she's saying. Oh, that's what she's saying. Okay. So, so have you ever somewhere. seen a, you know, a pets named after you or whatever? I don't see a lot of pets named after me, but there are, I met a few dogs that are named Earnhardt. I think it's fine. I used to, you know, it depends on the, the, the day. You know, sometimes you wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Uh, some days you wake up in a great mood. I, you know, sometimes it, it's like, man, is that a knock? Is that, a, is that some kind of a insult? Depending on the way the animal looks, I don't know. Um, or what type of animal it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, you're, you're talking to a guy that has a dog named Junebug. 
that is not my fault. Amy did that. And she says, knowing now what she knows about the nickname Junebug, she never would have named him that. We were going to name him Charlie, which I wanted to name Charlie. So, after, you know, anyway. After? Yeah. Charlie bit my finger, the, the YouTube video. <laughs> this is a long, this is a sh- where are we going? There's a re- the- <laughs> hold on. There's a reason I brought this up. We're in the weeds. This, this question was like, we're in the we're weeds. In, uh, yeah. this, this question was like eight weeks ago, and I keep questions yeah. that we don't use <laughs> because I'm on vacation last week, right? No joke. And we got a sick kid, so we're staying back. The rest of the family goes to Charleston. They take a horse and buggy ride. And my mother-in-law texts me and says, you're never going to believe this, but the damn horse that we're on, the horse is named Dale Earnhardt Jr. Damn cool. <laughs> Big old horse named yeah. Dale Jr. I dig it, man. I mean, I think it's a compliment. Uh, at least I hope it is. <laughs> uh, if it was a turtle, I wouldn't want to be called Dale No, Hunter. you don't want You, would you wouldn't want to be a turtle. Yeah. No. A sloth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here comes the iPad. Coming to you, Mike Davis. All right. Of course, uh, our nationwide kids question from the Nationwide Children's Hospital. Dale, this is uh, little Cohen who has a good one for you. All right. Hey, Dale. My name is Cohen, and I'm seven years old. Dale, what's your favorite Fortnite dance? My favorite Fortnite dance? Yeah. You know the video game Fortnite? Yeah. So do, have you ever played Fortnite? No. Nope. the question. You haven't? No. Okay, well, I'm surprised. Really? Here. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're a guy that likes some gaming right there. Yeah, I, ten years ago. Yeah, I haven't played a video <laughs> game in so long. Have you? Do you know the phenomena right now that's going on with Fortnite dance? So, so apparently, when you, um, well, when you eliminate somebody in yeah. this game, let's just say eliminate somebody, um, you can do a fun dance celebration okay. above them, and there's all these wicked dances you could do, and yeah, it's kind of like a touchdown dance that you could do over the can, person can that you, you eliminate. Show, can you show us? Give us an idea. I can't dance. Look at me. No, did you have any on the iPad? No, but we can look them up afterwards. Examples. No, okay. so I didn't have so, an example. So, so basically, Cohen, uh, no, he doesn't have a favorite. I don't. Yeah, I, I, these are the, this is the video game situation for me, right? I play iRacing on the computer, uh-huh. but it's rare. I only get to get on there and screw around every once in a while. Uh, that's the best sit race simulation available, and uh, by far, and nothing's going to even get close to it in the next several years. So many pretenders out there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I. Uh, I'm such a fanboy for iRacing. Anyways, I play a lot. I play Madden, and I I haven't played in a while. I was in several leagues, you know, that had uh, TJ was one of the guys that was commissioner of the league. And there's, you know, every team was a human owner and player. So we would have to link up and, hey, man, we got to play tonight. Our turn, it's our time to play. We got to play. And so we'd do this for years. And so I played tons of Madden for a long, long time. And that's about it for me, man. But Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming out. Oh, I love I that the, game. Yeah, I played the first one a lot. Yeah. I'll play that when it comes out. I played Grand Theft Auto for years and, and a lot of first-person shooters. But, um, man, I haven't been in the I haven't been in the gaming as, as hard over the last two or three years. Yeah, you're going to have to go talk to Bubba and my a few wife, of those guys. Yeah, my wife is not a big fan of me as a gamer. gamer. Oh, really? It's not yeah. what she married. No. She didn't marry Dale the Gamer. <laughs> no. well, wait a minute. So your wife actually wants your attention? How does that work? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. I shouldn't have said but, that. Sorry, honey, if you're listening. But I did I did build a system, a PC, and put her on it because she wanted to try. She played one of those uh, one of the zombie games. That's, there's like been six or seven that have come out over the last couple of years on PC. Okay. And it's basically just survival, and you walk around and try not to get killed. And uh, she played that, and uh, she liked it. Was she good? I mean, she played for a couple of days, oh, yeah. and then she this guy killed her, and 
he was talking like how like ah, I'm taking your stuff or something, and she started talking, and the guy flipped out because she was a girl. He's like, <laughs> "Oh my God, you're a girl!" <laughs> and so Amy started chasing after the guy. Well, wow, it got personal. <laughs> yeah, the video game got personal. He freaked out because she was a girl, and then <laughs> and then the guy started singing all this all the single ladies by Beyonce. <laughs> it was just very strange. This is weird. hysterical. This yeah. is taking a turn that I never thought it would yeah. take. It was Cohen. just and he, yeah, and Ke- Amy was laughing and giggling, and I'm like. All right. I would be we surprised. Get her, we have to get her on here to explain her experience in gaming because that right. was it. I mean, she, you know, she's she's a very smoking hot woman, and she played some video games for a while, and it was the coolest ten minutes. Hell yeah, ever for me. Well, it's kind of like when you know your girlfriend or your wife or you know, as, she was you know, like wears your a football yeah. jersey or something. It's like yeah, yeah. She's like, what am I supposed to do? And I'm like, go go over this trailer and rummage around in there and try to find a gun or something. <laughs> Got to have something to arm yourself. She has not. She felt you fall into the world with nothing, right? So she's going over this trailer and she's looking around in there and she's got like a, finds this gun and this other thing and something. And then this guy's like walking around outside and she's like, "Oh my god!" You know, she's freaking out. I'm like, "You're gonna get shot. You better get down or something or do get ready. He's coming in." He comes in, shoots her, and she screams. And the guy goes, "Oh my god, you're a girl." <laughs> the, the, there's so much to this. I mean, right. like she 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 landed in the pool of gaming immaturity. First. First of all, well, let's, Second let's of all, get her on here to describe it. That that's good. Yeah. But the fact that you thought that was probably the hottest that you thought your smoking hot wife was—I mean, maybe second to the wedding day. No, no, no. Right. It's not the hottest. Oh, it's not what you meant. No, 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 not even close. <laughs> You're not going down that road. No, but it was a great. <laughs> it's cool. It was a great experience you, for me. I got you. to watch her play video games. Hell yeah! yeah. <laughs> you weren't lighting scented candles and no. Uh, <laughs> that would have been the opposite. <laughs> that would have been. <laughs> That would have killed the gaming. I uh, gotcha. <laughs> All right. I think it's time for the white flag. Keep coming, bud. White flag, bud. White flag right there. White flag. It's been a great show. Mike Davis up on the flag stand. <laughs> the deer stand, buddy. That's what we. That's what we <laughs> climb up these days. Uh, listen, the white flag is going to be very ad lib here. I want to thank Chevrolet again. Uh, because it was a distinct honor, and it was good being uh, a part. It's always good being partners with Chevrolet, but those guys, Terry Dolan, Jim Campbell, was at the track this weekend. And so, uh, like Dale Jr., they, look, Earnhardt's a Chevrolet. Always have been, always will be. And so this weekend just was one more uh, piece of that puzzle that was just has always been a really good relationship. So I want to thank Chevrolet off the off the jump there. Also, Dale Jr., you got a, this week, you just got back from New York. We're a day late. Uh, Brian, our TV producer, is loving the fact that we're a day late because he's got uh, even less time to make something of this mess. But we'll be on TV again. We weren't last week. We will be this week. But I do think yes. that the television show, Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, it's at 7 o'clock on Thursday this week. That's what Jeff Binky told me, 7 o'clock on Thursday because I think NBC Sports Network is broadcasting some stuff out in Vegas yeah. this week. So uh, and, make sure your DVRs are adjusted. Right. So it'll be 7 o'clock uh, on, on, on Thursday for that. Uh, Junior, you got back from New York today. You will be at HBO. New York. We went to New York yeah. for Mountain Dew. That'll that's be, right. That's, we got a program with them coming up we'll be able to talk about soon, but our partners are Mountain Dew and us are working on something really cool with the military. Uh, tomorrow, we're working on something with HBO Sports that will nice. be coming out soon. Yeah. Uh, so we've got to do a big, long interview for that. A lot of cool stuff going on, man. We're so busy. Also, don't forget about the book. The book. Pre-order the book. Go to DaleJr.com slash book. Pre-order right. the book. That's right. I also, I also want to give a shout-out. Of course, lost one of my favorite actors, Burt Reynolds, the Burt bandit, Reynolds. stroker ace, man. Uh, uh, big news this week, of course, for everybody in racing was uh, chiming in on it. So, uh, Godspeed, bandit. All right. We'll Good show. That note. We'll see you guys later. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. 
Dirty Mo.